Hello and welcome to the 86th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, a Swedish to my fish, Brandon Grove. Sweetest fish. Uh, hey, how do you, um, what's your, you know, people like get particular with like wire management. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no acknowledgement of the Swedish fish. No, talk to me about wire management. No, I, I uh, Swedish sure. fish are fine. I, I'm, yeah. I, you're a big fan, right? Or Miranda. Someone is. M- Miranda is. It was Valentine's okay. day. The, the candy is still discarded on the desk. Gotcha. So. Understood. Um, sorry. I got distracted. Um, Please, no, you're fine. are you, you know how people are like, They'll, if they see someone take a picture on social media and like maybe their desk is behind them and they go, great wire management and oh, they get yeah. mad at them. Are mm-hmm. you a wire management guy? Because I got to tell you, I think if I took a picture of my desk, people would be mad at me. I am. I tried to be, but I am not nearly as good at it. And thankfully, my I don't understand it. Like, I don't even understand. It. I guess it's like you got to think the, the thing it's plugged into. Mm-hmm. It's at the closest possible outlet. Is that the thinking? Mm-hmm. I think so. And also just like Any no loose no loose wires wire to like wire like tape everything together yeah Miranda did it all for us when we moved in thankfully so she got these like low hanging shelves and I put my uh, surge protectors in those because I do have a ton of fucking wires because we have all the wires for our podcast record so it's like the interface I have the thing that we need to plug the thing in to plug this in and all that jazz and then I have like music stuff like I have my monitors and I have my my gaming stuff is set up over here so we have two gaming systems and then a an actual like a desktop monitor and then my like my my keyboard my midi keyboard so i have like we have so many wires over here and i think uh, miranda got to a point where she's like f this i don't want to keep dealing with this shit and then broke down and, and organized it so and also uh, the uh the focus right which is the little inside baseball that's what we use to record the little interface right that's true. That's exactly It has right. aggressive wiring, does it not? It does. It does. And mine has two additional wires to plug into my external monitor speakers. So when I'm when I you're jamming, really, when you're rocking out. Yeah, when I'm trying. Well, really, they were for mixing music, but I have not mixed a single song since we moved into this apartment. And uh, I've been stagnant with the with the music stuff recently for whatever reason. Is it is it worth the lack of wire management? It is. Is it worth the lack of wire management? In my opinion, yes. I do. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll listen to music through these speakers sometimes in our bedroom if we're getting ready or something. But like, or if I'm playing guitar, I don't like to have my guitar amp hooked up here because um, it's too big and loud. So I can play out of my computer through the speakers if I want to, like using a, a like a, an electronic amp or not an electronic amp, but like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A digital amp, excuse me. Sure. There we go. Yeah, I. Um, so. You brought up you playing music. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today. Please. No, but chaos I, mode. We, we didn't. Uh, record last week so have to ask you uh not ask you i have to tell you i got my hair cut you didn't compliment it but it's fine I could, it was too natural it's I couldn't fine. Tell. um i have headphones <laughs> on i get it uh but i went to our barber who we've mentioned on this yes podcast the infamous before. barber the infamous barber who you referred you referred me to him because you were getting your haircut when you yeah. lived in L.A. Yeah, I stuck with classic him. Classic barbershop guy. Classic, classic barbershop, barbershop guy. guy. He's opened his own business in Pasadena in the cutest little spot in the world. Next to a great coffee shop, too, that I, I went that. to. I love Amazing. that. Amazing. It's charming. If you come back to L.A., got to get a haircut from from our boy. Yeah. Anyway. hysterical. Go on vacation and get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Something came up. He always asks about you because uh, you're our connection. Yes. Uh, he always asks about you. And something came up about you playing music. And he goes, Sam, Sam's in a band? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Sam's in a band. He goes, what type of band? And I was like, like an emo band. Oh my god! And what do you? I think I no, I think I said scream up first, but I was like, no, that's too, that's too hard. I was like, he's just an emo band. Yeah. Yes. And um, he goes, oh, okay. And he's like, what are they called? And I'm like, Ugly Twin. And he's like, 
I'll have to check it out. And I was like, yeah, you should, you should check it out. He was like, I was like, they have an album. And he was like, is he playing shows? And I was like, I don't think they've really played too many shows. And he goes, he's in a band, but he's not playing shows. He was <laughs> mad at you. He was mad at you. I don't blame him. I, I desperately want to play live music, but we're in a position right now where it's just the two of us. And so we need a drummer and a bassist and maybe one other person. Um, and we're lazy, baby. <laughs> I don't go to like, like live shows. Like when I was 23 or whatever, you just go to like a basement show or someone's backyard or like, I don't know, some, some weird venue. And you just like meet people and, and tell them about your band. And hopefully they put you on a show and like there's word of mouth. I don't want to do that shit anymore. I got a full-time job. I don't want to like go to <laughs> someone's garage on a Thursday night and drink PBR and nod my head to some shoegaze music and then be like, Hey, check out my band. Can we play? Like, it's just a whole thing. But he's you right. You think you've aged out of networking for bands. I think that's a hundred percent true. I also like, in college, I wouldn't have said this. I was I was writing music I wanted to listen to, but I was also like low key hoping that maybe we could like start doing like small tours or something. Like we were playing, we probably played like fifteen to twenty shows with that band. Um, but now I'm like I don't, I'm not going to do that. My my uh, co writer Danny is definitely not going to do that. Um, so it's like I don't know what's the rush. I would love to play a show though. It would be a lot of fun to play the to play these songs live. Uh, you could probably just do it with a drummer. Just got to add a drummer, right? And a bassist. We definitely need a bassist. Mm, okay. And then we, we have our two guitars. So we need two people. I do know a guy that plays drums. So we, we, we've got that far. <laughs> <laughs> I met a guy once who knows drums. Uh, I met a guy. My, You know what? I'm, put, I'm, I'm putting the energy out there, man. You're going to find, I love this. You're gonna find a drummer and a bassist. And you're going to play some shows, man. I love this. I love this. Also, um, what was I going to say? I... Uh, a good friend of mine did recommend me for a practice spot. So we do have like a connection for that. He was in like a much more successful band that was like signed to a label and stuff. And now he's an attorney at my office. Have you heard of All American Rejects? Yeah, this guy was in Led Zeppelin, dude. Ever heard of him before? <laughs> John um, Paul Jones was hanging out with me. Speaking of music, though, I have done an album of day every day since we spoke. You've done it. Wait, so have you done every single day in 2023? There were, there were two nights where I got home late and didn't. And was like, fuck, I forgot to listen to an album and listen to like half of a record. So two nights I've done half of an album. Okay. Um, and, but I've done, I've kept up with it for the most part. I've kept up with it for the most part. So let's go. And Give me see some what gems. What, what were your highlights that you've listened to? Today I listened spoke. to the new, I listened to the new tennis release. They're kind of like mm -hmm. an indie pop yeah, married couple them. tennis. Sure. They put out a new album this week. And then I listened to the Talking Heads first record. Oh, the first one is with the Isimbra? 77 one. No, um, 77, 77. Yeah, it's the 77 one. Then I did this band, The Beths. Are you familiar with The Beths? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. know them. They're I did cool. their new I did their twenty twenty two release and then I did their first EP um in twenty eighteen. Then I did Vince Staples. I'm sure you've heard of him, but I don't yes. know if you you've listened before. Not my bag, but yeah. Not your bag, yeah. Uh I did the new Paramore record, which was a disappointment because the single was pretty good. I have um, hot, I have hot takes on them in general. Okay, but, I, okay. I can't wait. I did Alice in Chains album. I did an Alice oh, in Chains. Oh hell record. yeah. The yeah. Rooster. I did The Man in the did, Box. What, which one is this? Dirt? Dirt. You Jar to of dirt. Flies. I did Jar, Jar of Flies. Jar of Flies. Gotcha. Um, I like I did, them. You do? I like, okay. I do. You don't like them? I. It, it takes me a while to get used to those like 90s vocal verse harmonies where it's like... And, yeah. and then like those clean digital guitar sounds of like the... the yeah. Ranger, but the I think they're a cool band because I think the harmony between... Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, I know names. You're a huge numbers. fan, dude. I like I like uh, I like Allison James. I think their harmonies are cool. Okay, I think they have unique harmonies compared to other uh, bands of that era. Okay, they, 
You know what I mean? There, there's I, something I, between the guitar player and lead singer that is a cool... I have one more album I need to listen to by them. There's this, um, this uh, supervising attorney, a, a senior attorney at our office who... Like found out I was doing this, and then gave me like fifteen albums that he wants me to listen to, and this was one of them. And he also gave me there were dirt. fifteen Alice in Chains albums, <laughs> <laughs> live records. We have basement tapes. We have everything. Um, I did the I did a I did a metalcore record. I'm not a metalcore. I know you're not a metalcore guy. I'm definitely more into the harder stuff than you are. Um, Alice in Chains I, is probably as hard as I get to be honest with you. Then okay. Then <laughs> the uh, the biggest disappointment so far was Arctic Monkeys release from 2022 because I'm a big Arctic. Oh, Monkeys disagree. Fan. Love that. You album. liked it. Yep. I thought it was. I thought it was like I drab love, and uninspired, and I like hate I, what he's doing. I'm a with his big fan now. of um, crooner Arctic Monkeys. The last okay. two albums. I, I like don't it. like it. I don't think I like it. I want to go back to the to the the punk days more. You know what's funny? <laughs> I was a big fan, as we all were, probably of the first two albums because we're in oh, like of course. middle school. Maybe I was. I was in like seventh grade. There's yeah, so many we were photos young, of man. me floating around in um, like, this Arctic Monkeys. And I loved it when it came out, but now I have a hard time listening to the first two records. Oh, I don't like totally them anymore. Disagree. I listen to that first album probably three or four times a year still. Okay. See, I, I like, see for me, I like, uh, uh, suck it and see and humbug are my two favorites. I like suck it and see. Um, that's a good album. Suck it and see. Suck it and see. I hate AM's the worst album of theirs though. I don't hate that one. I like this one worse. And then hotel tranquility no, or whatever a- the previous release. No was. dude. AM is their worst album. I'll go back and check it out again. Okay. I just, it, it was like when Kings of Leon be, did Sex on Fire or whatever. The sex is on fire. Oh, it's like <laughs> grating. And like, oh. I, uh, I did the Coldplay first EP they ever, like the first anything they ever did. Yes. And it was great. I, like, I forgot how good, like, late 90s, early 2000s Coldplay is. I believe And it. then one final one, I did the James Taylor, uh, which the Sweet Baby James. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. That is maybe is that a top there? ten. That's a top ten favorite song of all time for me, maybe. And so really? I was like, I gotta listen to this. That album is so confusing, dude. That album is full of like him doing like weird blues shit. Like yes. he is all over the place. I um, um not I've got I I've got a James Taylor story. Okay, please. I, so is I this... saw uh, I saw him in Nashville when I must have been right before I went to college. Okay. My dad got tickets. He's in the radio business, so we got pretty good seats. Um, in between, I guess his encore, James Taylor comes out and he just starts signing autographs for people. Whoa, like in He's the regular chill. line? He's the man. Um, well, when and, you do heroin, Brandon, you're only chill. <laughs> and uh, hey, come on. He kicked it. He kicked the habit, Brandon. Um, but he came out. Well, first off, someone yelled, I don't know, Fire and Rain or some one of his big songs at some point, And he stops whatever new song he was doing and he goes... Fuck you, and he gives them a the oh, middle finger because okay, like they that. yelled like Freebird, and yeah, then okay. they were like, I think they you said Fire and Rain, then they said Freebird, and then he gave them the middle finger. Um, that was funny, but for <laughs> also, some reason, my dad, who knew that James Taylor's a big Red Sox guy, my dad yells Red Sox at him. Oh my god! And he looks at my dad and he goes, "They'll break your heart." <laughs> That's so, a pretty good James Taylor you got there, dude. Thank you. I, he's also, just whispery and old. So. It's so funny to me that like the most like mild mannered man is given the finger out on yeah stage. he was straight up like fuck you man on stage <laughs> that's so good that's so good i've never seen him i've never seen james taylor live obviously but so um, sweet baby james don't you don't like the album i i there's i'll, I'll read you the songs I, I liked i liked country road anywhere like heaven and lo and behold are the three that i saved besides obviously uh, the hits fire and rain yeah um gotcha. 
What else did I do? I did Spoon for the first time. You a Spoon guy? Yeah, I can't get into Spoon. I can't get into Spoon, dude. Too much. I, I don't like the guy's voice, I think. I It's like so of its time. It's so of that like early to mid 2000s indie rock. Like it sounds so, so perfect for that time. But I just, I can't do it. I think the name is a huge detractor for me. I think it's an abysmal yeah. band name. <laughs> spoon. You think it's, I feel like it's like a band name, like when bands started to initially come out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's cream. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. one word. It's yes. just like, hey, we have unlimited options to name a band. We're going one word. It's not a good word. It doesn't even, it's not even fun to say. Do you think spoon. cream's a good one? I think cream is way better. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a justification or like any sort of reasoning for this, but <laughs> I think it's better. I think it's better. I've also, uh, I watched the, the beloved everything everywhere all at once too, Brandon. You're going movies now. I'm going movies. We saw. Oh, we. Oh, this is a great story. Um, they re-released Titanic for the 25th anniversary in theaters. Ah. And Miranda, Miranda and I went at like an eight o'clock showing on Friday night, the night of the release. Slammed theater, IMAX 3D. I had a. I had a hoot, dude. It I wasn't 3D initially, time. though. This, this no, is the no, re no. 3D. 3D I, I think they did an anniversary 3D edition. So either the 10th or the 20th anniversary, 15th, one of those during the 3D craze. And then for whatever reason, like it didn't say 3D on the ticket. It just said AMC. And then we so got there surprised. and it's IMAX 3D. So we were surprised. Um, and it's not like the, whoa, 3D, where like the, hand, <laughs> the hand's coming out of the screen. And I want to see more. Billy Zane's head, his his parted hair coming at me in 3D. What a fucking performance. That guy, I had, I'm telling you, I, I don't know if it was just like, like there was applause and laughter at like only semi-funny part. Like the theater was loving it. It was just a bunch of diehard sure. Titanic fans. Um, but I had a blast, man. I haven't been to it. When was the last time you went to a packed theater with like a cheering audience? Actually, the last time I went to a packed theater was Everything Everywhere All at Once when it came oh, out the weekend of. Last time oh, I went. Shit. Yeah. You saw it weekend of. You saw it release weekend. Saw weekend of, yeah. So and was it a, was it a rambunctious crowd? Pretty rambunctious. I think I was bothered because there was a guy near me coughing. You know, oh, so I was yeah. just like, I was a in little skeeved. Like it, mm-hmm. it needs to be to have the packed audience horror movie to the move. Like when I saw Get Out, yeah. blast. When I saw right. the first It, I think with Miranda actually was a hoot. But everything everywhere all at once did not scratch the same itch, huh? It didn't because there was a guy coughing. What did you we think got... of the movie though? Well, actually, hold on, hold that thought. I don't mean to jump <laughs> around, but this connects <laughs> to what we were saying earlier. Okay, the barber, the same one that oh, got us barber. set Is off. That... He recommended Barbara. to me because he's a big uh, blues or no jazz guy. He's a big jazz okay. guitar guy. Oh hell yeah! He gave me four jazz albums that I listened to all of them. Oh fuck yeah! How yeah. were they? What were they and how were Great. they? Great. Uh, Kenny Brill, Blue Midnight. Okay. Uh, Grant Green, Idle Moments. Okay. So uh, far, over two on things I know. <laughs> okay. Joe Pass, Virtuoso, and then okay. Cannonball Adderley. I think it was called something else. All right. But that well, the Cannonball Adderley one apparently it was like actually miles davis's album but for some reason oh. there was some issue with like the rights so he's miles davis is like second build and it's like a cannibal Adderley album. okay is what is I'll... what andy the barber says if you're a jazz fan you're listening to this and you're going that's not right <laughs> right in come on we have an email right address in. that's what the email address is for i uh i'll send those to me i'm not gonna remember them send them to me so i can add them to the I'll list and then send tell you right now I, pal tell i like all of them they're good they were good okay i haven't done enough jazz i started off with jazz and i've really kind of just been trying to knock out newer albums or artists that I've heard of and I haven't so, really checked out before. So, uh, before we get into everything everywhere all at once, out of all these albums you listen to, what is the number one you would tell everyone you gotta listen to out of this I list? loved, I adored Aja, the the Steely Dan album. <gasps> you didn't I, tell me you listened to that. I listened, I loved it. I loved it so much. It's amazing. I, it's so musically tight and just so, oh, the musicianship we could, is insane. Dude, we, could, we could just make this in Asia. Podcast and I had, today. I had done their what's the one with all the hits 
the, oh, um, uh, the first album. The first album, yeah. I yes. had done that before last year, and I was like, this is the best. I need to listen to them more often, and then I didn't return to them at all. See, was... Steely Dan fanatics would say that that first album, and I love, I love the first album, which is Can't Buy a Thrill. Um, they would say that one is probably their least favorite, because they like the tight yes, that session musician, sloppy. the gaucho and Asia ones. No, Those you're are... so right, because I went back after I had listened to Asia. I was like, I'm not yeah. done with Steely Dan. I went back and listened to Can't Buy a Thrill, and it is... So much more sloppy, sure. so much like it's it's not nearly as like tight. And when you think about the years that it was made, like before everything was gridded when you were recording and you could just snap it to the right yeah. measure, or the right beat. Um, this was all they were all obviously just like insanely talented musicians. So that was. That oh, was yeah. Well, they huge, I mean, with Asia, they like went through like 10 drummers. Also, the. I watched a video of just like trying to learn the peg guitar solo because it's like a oh. 17 second guitar solo. And the first thing the guy does is this insane string bend. Like, yeah, just I've been playing guitar for 20 years now. And yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I can't get my fingers to bend that. Like, it was so crazy. Um, yeah, it's funny. I actually still uh, connecting to Steely Dan. I uh, I went to get my dry cleaning recently. I'm a dry okay. cleaning guy sometimes. Okay. Anyway, I went there and I'm wearing. I've I own two Steely Dan shirts. I own one. <laughs> nice. I got I wish I was wearing it today, but uh, yeah, I, I was wearing one of my shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walk in, and then this guy stops me who's working there. He's like, "Oh my God, Steely Dan!" He's like, "We were just listening. You just missed. We were just listening to Aja." He called it Aja, which I'm like, I think it's Asia. But he was like, <laughs> but he was like a Steely Dan freak, where he was like, "Oh my God, they're so amazing." He's like, "I just saw them recently, and." it was one of the greatest concerts of all time. And I was like, oh, I've seen them before too. And I was like, I saw them in Florida before Walter Becker died, who's like the other yeah. uh, main guy in Steely Dan. And he's like, oh my God, amazing. He was like, do you know who the drummer was? Was it Jeff Picaro? And I was like, I don't know <laughs> okay, who the drummer right, was, man. And out. he was like, oh, because I'm a drummer and like their musicianship's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, no, definitely, man. And, and uh, I was like, they're they're one of my favorite bands. And then I go to the counter. I'm not even at the counter to drop oh off my, my dry cleaning or pick up. <laughs> and this guy's like, steely dan he's like name three albums i'm just kidding i'm sure you can he's like they're <laughs> they're one of my top three bands and I'm like oh what are your other two and he goes rush and king okay. crimson oh and okay he liked the, the progressive the second stuff one makes sense yeah. um yeah and they were just two steely dan freaks working at a dry that's cleaner hysterical that's so funny. um but that's yeah so steely funny. dan's like a little cult and i'm glad you're a fan because i when i was younger i was not as much of a fan my dad okay. tried to turn me on to them but I've aged into Steely Dan to where I can appreciate it now. I think it's like the best, like the best background music in the world. Like I'm gonna, Miranda and I have a record player in our living room, and then we'll turn albums on in the middle of the mm-hmm. like the weekend afternoons. Like I can't think of something better. You know who you need to check out? Who? Write this down. I'll send you the album. This band, okay. Drug Dealer, is what they're called. Oh, I love and Drug Dealer. I love Drug Dealer. Miranda just got me the vinyl. Uh, well, remember I uh, turned you on to Wise Blood. Yes, she's. Oh, on, they have a song together. Yeah, I think they have a couple songs, songs on the first yeah. album. Yeah, is this a okay. music podcast? What is this podcast about? <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we're we're uh, queuing up everything everywhere all at once after we talk about our favorite bands. But Miranda, Miranda and I do like a Valentine's Day vinyl exchange for the last few years, um, where we'll each just get each other a vinyl that we think the other person will like. Uh, and she got me uh, hiding in plain sight or hiding in plain view or whatever uh, the the drug dealer record, the, the oh, white nice. one with like the the pictures of the the guy okay. and the woman. I, I need to listen more because I know obviously. They're very inspired by like era that I like. Seventies so. rock, like yeah, really yes. great. I, I okay. really really enjoyed it. Madison, have you heard the song Madison? I don't. Uh, no, I don't know this album. Oh, okay. oh it's the newest it's, one. I don't know his newest. The album. newest one. It's so good from top to okay. bottom. I was like, I was talking about it so much. Miranda made a note of it. Um, okay, and I'm then gonna listen to this. I'm gonna listen to this. I did 
did you, I did like Soccer Mommy and a couple of the like the female fronted uh, like indie rock kind of stuff, like the softer indie rock stuff. I did a Randy Travis album, a nineteen eighty yes, Randy this, Travis album. Yeah. That was a great time. That's fun. Um, and then I did the little the little Yachty uh, uh, like psychedelic rock album he put out like a few weeks ago. What? Yeah, yeah. He went like listen. I'd be curious. Listen to the first song and uh, and tell me what you think. You don't have to listen to the whole album, but the okay. first song was my favorite song. I think What's, in some parts it really hits, and other parts it doesn't hit at all. But it's like, hey, kudos to a hip hop artist. Is it for like, like uh, Pink Floyd sort of? Yes, uh, very Pink Floyd. Gotcha. It's like a Pink Floyd meets Tame Impala, and this guy smoked weed for the first time, which we know isn't true. But it's like that's the. Is vibe. let's start here the album. Yeah, the first song is Black Seminole. Okay, I'll yeah. do it. Check I'll it out. It. I trust Check you. Check it out. Anyway, what did you, you think of the movie? So first hour and change, I was like, when? Where's the good stuff? Like, I get that it's it's like Rick and Morty kind of humor. I get hot dog fingers <laughs> is funny. I get like you know like the oh no she's smacking somebody in the face with the dildo funny. It's going through all these different multiverse stuff. Um, it just didn't. I was like, I don't know why I want who I'm rooting for, why I'm rooting for them, um, or really what what we're trying to accomplish here and what we're gonna what we're gonna get to. And then the last hour I thought was was really really great. I thought the the fa- the themes of like depression and like mental illness and how family. Like, family and like there's obviously a very famous shot at the end I don't know if famous is the right word it hasn't been out long enough yet to probably be famous but the of all of them holding on together like I thought that was really effective um so I that saved the movie for me uh I thought both lead performances were really really great I thought the dad was phenomenal the the I, he probably this is probably derogatory to to uh to refer to him as the Indiana Jones boy but he was like so so good. I I really felt like he was a character that I knew. Um, same thing with the the other lead, the the, the mom. Uh, I thought the daughter left a little bit to be desired, but that was a really tough role for her to be. I mean, the costume design's insane. Like the the Reddit of it all was like kind of hard to like add to the realism of. But I enjoyed it. Is it a top three movie of the year for me? No. Is it a top five? Probably. Yeah. So uh, so it's a top five movie of you for you this year. Of 2022, saying, I guess. 2022. Yeah. Uh, so out of our best picture noms, because we a couple weeks ago we did the mm-hmm. podcast. Of course. Uh, where is it? The Banshees was top for you. Tar was top for Two. you. Yeah, Banshees, Tar, and then probably Fablemans. Fablemans. And then probably All Quiet on the Western Front, and then probably uh, okay. Everything Everywhere. I didn't yeah. see All Quiet, but our our top five is similar with those other four. What is your, what's your top five? From what I've seen... Um, Probably, I think Fablemans might be one for me because that's I, something I, I've I've thought about it more than other ones. I've, I know, and I and I've like warmed up to it, and I've like listened to more content and read more about it than other stuff. And I think that if I rewatched it, I would even enjoy it more than I did my initial viewing at this point. Well, I think the scene where he's like filming his parents getting divorced, like they have that, yeah, that really alone, effective. I've like been sitting on the, with that for a while, and it's the scariest scene. Of and the year. and the final shot of the movie where it's like. We're, we're getting into spoiler territory yes. so if to hit the 30 second button if you want to not have that movie spoiled it's a fucking family drama there's not a lot to spoil but um about steven spielberg becoming a i said steven spielberg steven spielberg <laughs> becoming a famous director uh where he meets john ford and john yeah. ford's like which which if the the horizon's at the top of the screen it's interesting if it's at the bottom of the screen it's interesting if it's in the middle of the the screen it's it's lame as shit and so the final shot is uh sammy fableman walking out of the universal lot and it's the horizon's in the middle and then it's like a uh-oh the, the camera leg falls out so that yes. the horizon comes to the top of the screen it's really great yes um 
Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I also watched Minority Report recently, so I kept up with my. Is that your favorite stuff. movie of the year? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not my favorite of the year. I liked it though. I liked it. It's, I think it's, I saw that in theaters when I was a kid, but I don't remember, yeah. and it doesn't. It's very. It's it's a really interesting movie. It's uh, that like the lens flare is off the charts. Like the amount mm-hmm. of the uh, sun glare in the lens specifically is really really insane. Um, but it's fun. It was a twist at the end. I thought it was it was a nice little thriller. Like yeah, he sees dead people at the end, right? Yeah, he sees dead people. Yeah, that's how it is. Um, oh, I also watched Kubrick's first movie this week, uh, The oh, Killing. Yes, yes, yes. I've never seen that one. Um, it's it's free on Pluto TV or something. I found it on a streaming website. Yeah, you're a big Pluto um, TV guy. I'm a big Pluto TV guy. I think that's where the Birthday Boys sketch group uh, show is. Okay. So if you want to go watch that for free, that's how you do it. Um, and I I felt really, really anxious for like the last 15 minutes of the movie. It's like... It's good under anxious nine, or no? Good anxious. Good, like, okay. like, uh, like Tense. white knuckle anxious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's about a robbery. So, so at some point somebody puts on a mask to rob people. Yeah. Um, it's like a heist movie essentially. Uh, and the mask is, I was like, why do I recognize this mask? Why do I recognize this mask? I Michael listen to Myers. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I listen to a podcast about it. It's the same mask that the Joker's wearing in the opening scene of the dark Knight. A homage. Yes, a homage, my friend. <laughs> a the homage. Nose, the big like nose and the creepy eyes. And it was, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, it's under 90 minutes, so there's no reason not to watch it. Uh, okay. And if you like noir movies, it's it, it does a good job. Look at us. We're just cultured boys. We're cultured we boys. We hit dude. music. We hit movies. Sports? It's, baseball? <laughs> oh, speaking of sports, what'd you do for the Super Bowl? Did you do anything for the, the big game? Uh, I was, I was at a, a friend's house and it okay. was, I'm, I'm ready. For, I was just re- I counted down. This is like my New Year's Eve cause it, I'm ready for baseball season. I'm not just yes. saying that cause the podcast I genuinely no, 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 do. No, no. Um, was it a good party though? Did you enjoy the game? It was a good yeah, game. Yeah, it, it was a good game. It was a good game. I, you know, I like, uh, Mahomes is fun. Jalen Hurts was, gr- was fun too. Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns, like the record for most rushing touchdowns for a quarterback in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I thought it was great. I was at a friend's, uh, yeah. house. It was his it was his birthday, and he is a big Eagles fan. Oh, I was going to ask you if anyone was Eagles or Chiefs. Uh, he's from the Philadelphia, the greater Philadelphia area. Um, probably greater Pennsylvania area, so yeah. to describe it. But he, uh, he was. He's not a diehard. Like it had been, a, it would have been a much bigger deal if they had lost like the Super Bowl to the Patriots five years ago or whenever that was. The one I watched in L.A. You were there. Yes, I remember. Um, but. It was still a little disappointing. We hung around as his birthday party. There's like Philly, uh, Philly cheesesteak sliders and stuff, which is really good. Oh, cute. Um, there's some good charcuterie, olives. I'm a huge olive fan, dude. I think olives are just like an S tier hors d'oeuvre. Olives are. Olives are. Uh, what type of olives? Did he have like Kalamata? Yeah, they were like, they were pitted, <laughs> crunchy. I don't know. They had like crunchy. a little bit of spiciness, spiciness to them. Yeah. They, they should were really be crunchy. Fun. They're What's almost this? like pickle. They're almost like pickle kind oh. of. Oh, mm. yeah. I see. I like Greek, like Kalamata olives. Okay. Other than that, out on olives. You know, so you're not a fan of the the black pitted olives in the jar. No. Okay, I'm weirdly, I weirdly like those. That might be a nostalgia thing. Like they were around for like like pre Thanksgiving meals and pre Christmas meals sure. as a kid when like yeah. family would come over. Yeah, it's a good um, little horse devour, right? What's up? It's a good little horse devour or a, a big horse devour, if you will. Um, but I like those. These were not those quality, though. There was uh, Miranda and I bought a bunch of cookies. I'd say uh, like a fourth or a fifth of them were, were eaten. Uh, but we strategically left them at their apartment so that we didn't have like three boxes of unopened cookies around. Well, the that, and that also that's the Larry David thing where it's like you don't bring the thing that you brought back home. You. Yes. The, I think the exception is if you bring a bottle of wine like a couple weeks ago, I was at a party and I brought a bottle of wine that no one touched. And I was like, 
I'm, I think, didn't, I, and it wasn't. I didn't know the host, so I was like, "I'm fucking bringing this back." Yeah, I'm taking this bad boy back. I think also like liquor. If you're like making cocktails at someone's apartment, I think that's appropriate. Because if, you, if you're like, "I'm bringing my liquor to make you cocktails," yes. then it's different. It's I'm, yes. I'm gifting you a bottle. Yes, yes, I'm making cocktails for the party, but this half a handle of Tito's vodka I'm bringing back home with me because it's sixty dollars. Yeah. The Larry David of it all. Do you, so do you? Because uh, I know you like other sports and basketball is still happening. Yes. Do you do you get excited? Do you feel like it's baseball season when when they hoist the the Super Bowl trophy? I didn't feel it then because the Magic still had a couple more games before the All Star break. Uh, okay. And th- this Magic team's a ton of fun right now. I'm having a blast watching them. Um, they're really young. Like the the ceiling is through the roof. Who knows what this team could be capable of? They could sneak into the play the play in, not the playoffs this year, um, which was wildly unexpected. They've already surpassed their win total wow. from last season. Um, I didn't know this. They have like one of the, they have like the, this is almost hyperbolic, but it's also almost not hyperbole. Um, they have probably the best rookie since LeBron, as far as like rookie season goes. I'm not saying he has the same ceiling as LeBron, obviously. Um, but he's showed just like a natural gift to score in, in the, in the league at a ninth, at the age of 19, which is just insane. Um, Pablo Banchero. Pablo Bancaro, yes, look at you, look at you. Horace um, DeVore. Horace DeVore. But I'll tell you what, Brandon. When the tweets from the pitchers and catchers started showing up today, uh, I know it, I got a little. When you see the boys walking from their car to the uh-huh. pitcher's mound or whatever, uh-huh. you get excited. When you Yuri see them walking to the clubhouse. Yuri Perez was pitching for the Marlins, maybe one of the best pitching prospects in all of baseball. Jake Eater, remember that name? Yes, of course. He had he's recovered 100 percent from his Tommy John surgery. He's throwing at full force. Sixto lost 50 pounds. Uh, Jazz is playing center field now. Brandon, I'm back, baby. I'm back. back? In on the, is, I'm back. I feel in. like Marlins Nation should should be hopeful, and I feel like because I I'm connected to it a little bit because of you and our other friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like Marlins Nation they're feeling pretty good. The juices are flowing, right? I feel like this is. No other sport does this to me where I'm like, I could talk myself into my team this year. Like, yeah. I'm not saying we're going to win the World Series, but we could make the playoffs for sure. Yeah. I don't feel like with the Magic this year, I never was like, we're a playoff team. It was like, okay, sure. let's see what we got. With the Dolphins, this year I was probably like, we're a playoff team or we want to be a playoff team. Other years, I'm like, hopefully we make it in. Otherwise, this With the Marlins, I can just talk myself into it. Such a long season. We we oh, yes. we did get better. We got better than we did last year. And I, don't and think, I think also, I think it helps that they're not playing interdivision. Mm-hmm. Like as many games? No, for sure. Because We're the not division the aside from the Nationals Phillies. is a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. Um, for for a team like the Marlins, so and really the other three teams too that are good. It's a um, slog. It's a slog. So I feel like playing an even more even schedule, I think, will kind of show what the Marlins are made of more. No, I completely um, agree. I, I'm like as far as like the their ability to compete with the league as a whole, not just the Braves and Mets, who are two of the best five teams in baseball. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now they're playing games. They're going to play. The the Mariners, the, the A's, yes. the, they're gonna yeah, play the, the A's and they're gonna play what's a shitty and the Tigers and the Royals. Yeah, they're playing exactly. all those teams this year, yeah. so it's like, um, yeah, no, but, I think I think Marlins Nation should be excited. Obviously, the division is still gonna be horrible, but uh, which is what this podcast is about. But you know, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly that's what this allegedly. podcast is about. Um, we did, did we talk about this last week? I think we did. Jazz Chisholm's the cover athlete of the new MLB The Show game. We did, yes, which is, was yeah. a surprise. Which was a surprise, yes. I would have, I mean, I guess, like, who do you do? Aaron Judge, but he's already done it. Julio, but I think Julio's Julio. on the cover of another baseball game. He just got announced for the EA game. EA yes. is doing a game, and they just they just announced it. Um, 
Yeah, I'm very curious to see uh, how Jazz uh, transitions to center field. I think we'll have a pretty fucking good idea right from the get-go in spring training. I think we'll have like a, is this going to be the dumbest thing the Marlins have ever done, or was this a savvy move? I think I think they had, listen, Ken Griffey Jr. was hanging out with Jazz during the offseason, giving him tips on how to play the outfield. Um, so we'll see, dude. And that's his favorite baseball player of all time. So he was, he was bragging about that. You saw our boy Jeremy Taché interviewed him. I did. I didn't see the interview, but I saw it happen. I haven't checked out the interview yet either, but I'm, I'm excited to check it out. And, I mean, talking about baseball news, J.J. Bladé to the Oakland Athletics for A.J. Puck. What do you think? What's what's your what's the Marlins fan opinion on this? So I had only known Puck as a as like a a, a starter prospect. Yes, I and he appeared him. on our um, anti-vax all-stars list last year. Yeah, him and Brandon Nimmo. Don't forget, yes. he's on your team too. <laughs> we don't know. Allegedly, we don't Allegedly. know that one. Puck, we know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Nimmo was like banging on the Canadian border, saying "Let me in," <laughs> pushing the needles away. Um, I, uh, I, I, I. So my initial reaction was, "What the fuck are we doing? We have so much starting pitching in the majors and the minors. This seems like a gross, gross uh, under like uh, misuse of, of." But he's been uh, a relief mostly. He's only made a few starts. So as I dug into it a little bit more. Because I looked at his baseball reference page, and he was like four and three. And I was like, so he's won four games, lost three games. That means he's started seven games. But he led the A's in saves last year. And yeah. the bullpen was like the thing the Marlins needed to to ramp up the most. And I think they're hoping he's going to be their Josh Hader. I think they're hoping he's going to be like that's a tall lefty yeah. slinging heat from that side of the mound. Um, and if that's the case, sign me up. J.J. Bleday was very disappointing last season. I mean, he was disappointing for the last three years. Like, even in the minors, he was underperforming. He, just, moments... he pretty much just had, like, the Arizona Fall League where he, like, raked and everyone's like, maybe you, he's good. You are a pseudo Marlins fan. Look at you bringing up his Arizona Fall League performances. No, you're so right. It was like, oh, maybe he turned a corner. We called him up last year because we just don't. We have a plethora of mid outfielders and none that are good. Um, hopefully, Abisail Garcia slimmed down and he'll be okay and Jorge Soler can stay healthy. Um, but... Yeah, so we're we shipped off Bladé, who was like the fourth overall pick in the twenty eighteen draft, and our first round draft pick, and somebody that we were out of Vanderbilt, somebody that we had been really uh, hoping was going to be a, a MLB bat. But in also, two that was years. a that was a prior regime pick anyway, right? I guess Jeter was that there. that would have been the Michael Hill years, yeah. The Jeter, oh, Michael, Michael Hill, Hill and years, Jeter, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so now we got we got AJ Puck. I'm assuming he's just going to be our closer. Skip Shoemaker's been saying that he's he's gonna he's a one guy kind of dude when it comes to the closing position, um, and I'm assuming that's AJ Puck. I mean, we'll see what happens. But if he's throwing triple digits from the left side of the mound and the ninth, like that's a hard hard place to be trying to hit. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Look at us talking baseball, dude. Ten minutes. Of I know baseball we just talk. fell into this. Look at naturally. This. Um, I, yeah, I'm 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 hyped for for baseball season two. What's what's going um, on on Mets Twitter right now? As the as the boys are reporting. Beep, 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 Mets Twitter. Beep, beep. Uh, everyone's excited. Everyone's healthy. Knock on wood. All the pitchers, Verlander and Scherzer, they're hanging out. Kodai Sanga is the, a charming young man. He does. Seem um, to be. Any Kate Upton sightings yet? Uh, no, Kate Upton has not been at spring training yet. Okay. You know, she probably wouldn't be caught dead in Port St. Lucie, <laughs> but, fair. uh, just the speculating. I don't know. Actually, you know, I say that I'm pretty sure they live in like Jupiter. So I'm saying that, but I, I can't get a read on her. I have no, like, she seems like a fun, a fun person. Like she's flicking off Red Sox fans and fucking with people in the stands. That seems fun. Yes. Um, but I agree. I don't think Port St. Lucie, Megan Fox's old stomping grounds is, is her type. What? Yeah, dude. I she's don't, from okay. there? This is. I think she was born somewhere else and was raised in raised in South Florida. Um, Look, but, I'm I'm looking at JJ Bleday's uh, Arizona Fall League, and you're looking at Megan Fox's stats. I only know this because there was a rumor going around when I was growing up that Megan Fox had been kicked out of a Walmart in Port St. Lucie for stealing. 
And that was like big news when the Transformers movies were. If you're out. kicked out of a Walmart in Port St. Lucie, you're doing mm-hmm. something wrong. Yeah, you, yeah, you've really you've really crossed a line. You tried to steal a truck or something. I don't know what's going on over there, but you're really getting into some trouble. But um, so anything else? Any other updates coming out of Metz Land? What Metz Land? People, um, I don't know. The, ex- the excitement's high. Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty working on some good defensive stuff. Did I see? Um, did I see they were they were floating the idea of Alvarez playing first base, or they were he was no, getting some I don't reps think at so. a corner position? There's no okay. no. No, no, maybe he was messing around in a corner okay. position, but no, I don't okay. think so. There's no, you know, there's no place for Pete yeah, there, you know. And I also, guess, he's short. You know, he can play first base. Pete could, I guess, if you are looking to give Pete some days off, and then he Pete doesn't it. want to. Pete's like, I hate DHing. Really, he doesn't like yeah. it. Doesn't okay, like DHing. I am, yeah. you know, I'm like a little excited for the World Baseball Classic. How do you feel about that? Um, I had a, a a a good friend in real life, fellow softball player in real life, and a, a friend of the pod listens every week. Um, an old coworker of mine that is now in your neck of the woods, but he texted me the exact same thing. Let's see what he said. He said, uh, you guys going to talk about World Baseball Classic was just reading about it. Some stacked rosters. I know some NL East players are in it. Uh, uh, shout out to my friend. I I guess I'll watch it if it's on. Like, yeah. what, am I, like what am I, I else am I going to do? Uh, here's the thing where I, the Mets have Francisco Lindor and Edwin Diaz in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, on USA, I almost want to root against both of those teams, including really? the USA, because I don't want them playing full nine inning games, high intense games for two no, weeks. No, that makes sense. I get it. So, That's like, it. I think I'm going to root for Team Israel as what? a nice Jewish boy, <laughs> and I'm going to hope that Israel uh, takes it. It's not political. We're gonna, I, and well, I hope no, we're going to have our, our version of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with the chicken where I'm, I'm team Palestine and your team is real. Yes. We, we can't let bad news. Of... Palestine does not have a softball. Team. Oh, well, they have a baseball team. Ah, very funny. Mm-hmm. No, they're not a baseball team either. <laughs> okay. All right. I just, is that one of the top 10 episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm? A Palestinian chicken, the Palestinian chicken. Yeah, I think so. That's so good. That's such a good episode. Also, it's very funny. The where Larry trips Shaq when he's sitting courtside at the Lakers games and he injured Shaq. Have you seen oh, that? Oh yes, yes, yes. I haven't seen that one in a long time, but that's a good okay. one. Yeah, that's a good one. I every like six months or so, I'll just go through a list of top ten curb episodes and turn a couple on just to yes to it's, laugh laugh it up. Brandon. Keep laughing. Did you see uh, the Team China hat? No. Or, look Is it that controversial? shit up. No, it's amazing. Oh, it's great. Okay. I thought you were going to say it was like offensive. No. <laughs> it's like a, no. <laughs> Does it say a, a slur on it. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, Team China WC hat. All right. Let's see what's going on. Oh, God. I hate. I hate. Vo- oh, that is cool. That is cool. Um, are you one of the guys? I was talking to a, a, a coworker of mine who's, who's probably like 20 years my senior, maybe 30 years my senior. And she's a huge advocate of the talk to text feature where you say the words that you want texted. Is that is that a thing? I you see do, people that... do that. Actually, I was on a Zoom call today and someone did that. Is it generational? Might be why they're Gen Z. No, I'd say they're they're not whatever in between Boomer and Gen X is. Mm. Oh, yeah. My mom does that. Yeah. I don't know if my parents do it. Parents, oh, okay. shoot me a text if you do this. I know you're listening. Right do it now. right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the voice memo recording. Oh, However, okay. iPhones messed it up. It's all crazy now since a recent update. I've done it for like writing music stuff. And back in the day when I was recording podcasts, I'd do it for a... Uh, you're recording podcast. a this is good lyric. This is no, a good I, lyric. No, I like will put the phone down and sing a, a melody. I, I Lyrics are the thing I write last. I normally write like a, a progression or do, a do, 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 do. <laughs> That's you recording into your phone. 
have I I bet that I was in a band at some point that covered that song that is there's just a zero doubt in my head no this is the same thing I was looking at but I used to when I was writing stand-up I would either write it in a pad or I would bring my phone on stage to open mics and, and use the voice memos and, and listen to if I riffed a, a joke that I liked or whatever I would I would I would be able to go back and listen to it so I'd go bomb ass at an open mic and then go in my car and listen to the five minutes of me bombing ass immediately mm, you're like i need to work on this mm, i got a i got a nose mm. snort from one comedian in the back here this might mm. be something i might have something oh that there. was something hey that was something and then you just like you uh use your music recording software to amp up the snort so it sounds like the whole audience is snorting <laughs> the whole audience is snorting i uh i did with the this is kind of a suggestion of a friend but i i was watching con air recently uh and i was like if i was ever going to do a stand-up bit again I would have to do one about what if. So the president is the action hero, superstar mm-hmm. of the movie. What if Joe Biden was in an action movie? And I was like, oh, you can write a thousand jokes about that. That's just the. What would the name of the movie be? Um. Oh God, I don't know. Come on, to think man. Of, uh, come on, man is a good one. I was trying to think of an ice cream pun uh, yeah. or something relating to the bicycle. <laughs> when it falls off the bicycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> That's good. Have you seen Trump is back in the on parlor? Like. Calling Ron DeSantis Ron me- like Meatball Dude, Ron. <laughs> Meatball Ron may be his best nickname. Yet. I think I think the, it's the pretty most, elite. I think the most upsetting thing is just how how funny Trump is. I know that he's like know. an awful man who does awful things and has awful politics. Meatball Ron is Meatball Ron maybe his best. That's a top three Trump. That's good. Sleepy Joe is obviously a classic. Sleepy um, Joe is great. What did he call Jeb? Wasn't there a Jeb nickname? Um, a, a Rubio nickname. He he insulted. He Ted, did Ted have Cruz's Jeb. Wife. What did he call Jeb? He called Jeb. Um, there was a great nickname. It was also like Sleepy Jed. Yeah, <laughs> Jeb, but it wasn't that. It's like noun slow, or like or slow Jeb or something like that. Yeah, something. But yeah, Meatball Ron really got me. Meatball and, Ron's just and from elite. a purely entertainment perspective, I'm not saying this with any sort of political affiliations. I think we've made our politics well known on the podcast. Um, I am looking forward to the Republican primary debates because it's going to be a fucking shit show. It's going to be, be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. And then, like, he already attacked Nikki Haley, the, the South Carolina yeah. governor or whatever. He, was, uh, he attacked her sarcastically. I think he said, oh, doing great, 1% of polling or something. <laughs> and again, he, an, an instant where I'm like, I Just the don't Jeff, Ro- Jeff Ross roaster of, uh, <laughs> exactly. the of political, political Jeff people. Ross. Both dated fourteen year olds. So yes, that's, actually, that's yeah. what I was saying. They're very, they're connected, very similar. Um, but yeah, that was really cracking me up. I thought that was some, that was some good content. Brandon, do you have any takes on these Chinese balloons being shot down in, over the states? Uh, the Chinese balloons. You know, I was saying, I prefer if it was aliens because if it okay. was alien, if it's China, maybe we're going to war. Yeah, you know, don't like if, that. If China's trying to land here, if they're trying, you know, if if, if this is causing more hostility than there already is. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Not good. Because we're just going to have to be at work while we're at war. You know, people, yeah. young people are going to get drafted. Not good. Yeah, aliens, not good. this is going to be like a new COVID thing. We're going to stay home because we don't know what we're dealing <laughs> That's with. True. No, new COVID. I'm going to, if I'm getting checks from the government and watching six movies a day again. Sign yes. Aliens are the new COVID. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, a draft. Are you exempt from a draft if you're like over the age of thirty? Like, are if we? You're a soy boy. Are we? <laughs> yeah. If I, uh, if if I, if I'm a soy boy, am I exempt from the draft? I think Where we're it... done. I think. I think. It, I think we have to be at war with everyone for them. It's to, like World I War. I think we're bottom of the, the barrel. Okay. 
Because we're college-educated, have a job, and are old as shit. So I think... Yeah, so we don't qualify. I'm also flat-footed, if anybody asks. Okay, Brandon? Yes. I... I, What do they do? They used to swallow cotton or something? Cut toes off? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a cotton thing? Was it a swallowing cotton thing? I thought people swallowed cotton to make it look like you had some issue with your stomach or something. If you had gotten... Maybe I'm making this up. If you had gotten drafted back in the day, would you have gone to war or would you have... ran to canada or been arrested i think i, uh, I, I would have gone to canada there's yeah. no way back then they could find you nowadays no, you're that's done. true that's a great you're toast now you're like fried like yeah, they get you yeah. i i am i am doing everything that i'm capable of doing to not go to war i am yeah. not i am not that kind of guy <laughs> i'm not that kind of guy you're not that guy pal what's that meme the, the video uh what is that what, what uh you're that? not that guy pal we'll post it with the with the no we won't we don't right do that we... <laughs> when we say we post things we don't do it um would you go to canada what would you do oh i i defect so fast dude i would be i'd either just go to jail how long is the the sentence if you defect is it like 90 days or is it like five years i, I think that would make a difference i don't know otherwise i'm going to toronto dude i'm i'm uh i'm we are close enough to the the cal or not the california border the canadian border that i yes. think i could i could sneak out um or i would blame my adhd anxiety ocd as hopefully a reason for them not to not to put me in i think there would be you would find a lot of um psychiatrist writing uh letters saying this yeah. person's mentally unfit to... which it makes you think that like I feel like since mental illness is something that's no longer taboo and people are discussing pretty yeah. openly and like diagnoses are presumably going up that like what percentage of the uh, the general public is not going to be like, oh, I have depression or anxiety or insert something to try to get out of going to war. You're saying what percentage of people would try to do that? Yeah. Like I feel like it skyrockets from where 90 percent of ago. millennials if millennials are still in the pool of. Yes. Zoomers yeah. are probably just as just as likely to do the same thing though, and they're the I ones that like, get drafted. Yeah, I feel like they'd be like, "Whatever, kill me anyway." You know, that's my <laughs> impression of them. You think they're gonna be? Have you seen the psyop TikTok bullshit? Like the the recruitment what TikTok is that? It's like they they get like attractive younger women to post TikToks of them in the army hyping up how great <sighs> the army is, and then post it on TikTok, and then it's a bunch of. I know you're not a TikTok guy, but then it's a bunch of like dudes that listen to the recruiter at their high school being like don't fucking do it it's a scam this sucks don't listen to this propaganda it's wild dude it's wild the kids that were in rtc in high school they were always the kids that you were a little like they were you know they lived near a nuclear power plant a yes. little bit you know what i mean <laughs> something, something yeah, was they, going on they ate a little too much lead paint back in the yes. day there's, there's something going going on upstairs uh have you ever shot a gun before uh only a um Handgun? Skeet, oh, skeet okay. shooting gun. I've never okay. shot a real gun. I don't know like how it gun. works. I went to a gun range once when I was in college with uh, a person in our improv group. I know this story, named. I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I shot a rifle, two rifles and a handgun. And I'll tell you what, it was not Horrifying? for me. Not yes, for me. Not for me. I'm just like, this is... Horrifying. I, I, yeah, I don't like I've the handgun was so light and you could just like uh, not that I was doing this, but you could just be like, whoa, wailing it around. It's like it's a fucking murder machine. What are we doing? I'll tell you what. I was hyper focused with everything around me when I was when I did that, because I was like, OK, you put the thing in here and mm-hmm. you do the thing. And I was like looking where everyone was like I was yeah. like locked in because I was like, I don't want I don't need a Dick Cheney situation here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't need a Dick Cheney situation. I Like you don't need a DUI in 1955. Or yes. Yet. Did um, you ever see Vice? Did you see Vice? I saw Vice. Yeah. OK. All right. Let's just, the... What if we just recap the best picture movies from like previous years? Is I that mean, our new, is that our new podcast? 
It would require us watching five movies a year or five movies a week every week is the only thing. And then that's once, true. Well, once, if the aliens come, we're gonna have time, true. baby. <laughs> Nothing else to do. Might as well. I'm also worried that like Best Picture nominees from 1947 suck. Because uh, like. A lot of them probably do, yeah. I, but also, I, I, I bet a lot of Best Picture nominees from, like, 1984 suck. I bet we could do the Best Picture podcast, where we just do, like, 75 episodes of the Best Pictures. Yeah, we could do that. Um, I think it would get... I think there would be some bad movies in there. Because if you think about it now, like, Nomadland won, and Coda won, and that's just, like, in the last five years, and those were not the best movies of the year. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they weren't. they didn't win Best Picture, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think we would f- probably find ourselves watching movies that we didn't like, which, hey... We're already doing that for this. Well, podcast. actually, we could just do one a week. That's true. That's true. So you're saying, or one... what if the concept is just us pitching different podcast ideas every week on the show? Okay, I like that idea. I think that's pretty good. I, uh, I going back a little bit though. I think the I think so. Wait. So there's let's say conservatively 75 years of best pictures. There was five best pictures nominated. Up until like 12, 15 years ago when they added 10. So let's just say 75 times. It's more than 75 though. Yeah. Okay. So let's say 85 years times five be 425 movies. So probably closer to 500 when we think about the the 10 movie years and then 80 is uh, a soft. Oh, you're right. Because 80 years ago would have been 19. No, that's not right. 1943. Yeah. I I think we're looking. What year? No, that's not right. What's the matter with my math here? Is that right? It's not 19- 75 because if it's 75, that'd be like 1950 almost. That's what there. I'm saying. Yeah, There's no way that's true. 1950 was... Se- yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Damn, you're right. And it was like late 20s when the Oscars started? You know, we have the power to look this up and I'm doing it right now. Okay, so it is... Wait, can I guess? Can I guess the first year of the Oscars? Yes. I'm going to say 1931. 1929. Pretty good. So two years after the talkie. So the talkie had only been out for two years and they started doing... And it's uh, like, these need awards, baby. S- somebody give the jazz singer an award for the first talkie, please. <laughs> well, I think the way we also... I think The Searchers won Best Picture once. Like, there are some great movies that won Best Picture. Yeah, so this is the 95th Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have content for days with that. We have over 500 episodes that have content that we could do. Not, 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 not. <laughs> Let's do Patreon because I've been listening to the Blank Check podcast. Is that something you're familiar with? Uh, yes, I've heard about it. I've never okay. seen it. It's, it's a movie podcast with two LA guys, but um, I, uh, I, went, I went and looked at their Patreon numbers and a rough estimate before Patreon takes a cut and before taxes take a cut and employees that I'm sure they're paying. How much do you think that they were, they're making off Patreon alone? This is not including... A month? A, a month, excuse me. Yeah. No. Hold on. I think that would there's I think that would be a month. There's two of them, so it was somewhere around this number, at this number, this number. No, that was uh, a month. Yeah, how much do you think they're making a month before taxes and Patreon fees and everything? They just do one episode a week about a about a movie. Sixty two thousand dollars. What? A month. Now I think Patreon takes fifty percent of that immediately. So I think it's thirty one thousand. And then they're paying employees, and then they're, I'll they're take getting it, taxed. My guy. But they're making ten grand. They're making ten grand a month off four movie podcasts a week. That's insanity. That's dumb. That's insanity. Um, and that's not including like merchandise or live dates or ads on the main feed podcast. Like wow, insane, insane. 
This is, what um, I, this is the cash cow I thought I was getting us into, Brandon. Okay. Well, you know what? The cash cow, uh, one day we'll, we'll milk it. We do have Tur- some questions, though. Do you want to oh, answer some right. questions? Oh, you're right. Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the pod already. We've really just All been right, talking about So we had some questions last week that we minutes. didn't answer because we didn't record last minute. Um, okay, so this one is dated, but we're going to do it just to answer our friend Pete. Pete McClellan at McClellan. Pete says, if the Eagles and Chiefs switch to baseball for the Super Bowl, who wins and what's the score? So, okay. Do are we assuming that they're just replaced by their their like their baseball equipment? Like do we think the Royals then replace the Chiefs and then the Phillies replace no, the No, no, I think he's saying if Patrick Mahomes suits up and he's like throwing 95. Well, Mahomes, I don't know if Hurts played baseball, but Mahomes played college ball. He and was his like, dad's uh, Mets was on the Mets. Yeah, so that's an advantage. So we're assuming that the quarterbacks are the starting pitchers. Mahomes then would be what, the DeGrom of baseball? He would probably be amazing, I think. Yeah, he'd be phenomenal. So I guess Chiefs, because starting pitching I think means Chiefs so win, much. but also I think the defense would be a challenge. I think it would turn to a softball game. So I feel like the Chiefs win like 18 to 12. How many, I think like anybody that makes it to like a, a professional level of sports is a hyper athlete, no matter if you're a practice squad guy or. So you think the homes. defense is not as bad as I, as I think. And I be. bet, I bet when you're a, I bet when you're a freak athlete, you play all of the sports growing up. So I bet all of these dudes have some understanding of baseball. I guess you're right because high school ball. I, normally a baseball player might not play football, but a football yeah, player would probably would for play sure baseball. play baseball. Yeah. So I'm assuming that all of these guys would play. Right. So I think the Eagles are a better overall team when you just look at the roster and you say position for position, who's who's better, who's worse. But I do think if we're equating the starting pitchers to the quarterbacks. or the quarterbacks to the starting pitchers, then I think that Mahomes is just like a lights out goes seven and a half, eight innings and then mm-hmm. shuts it down, shuts the door. I don't think it's up for debate. So you think it's a low scoring affair? I think it's a low score. Well, okay. I don't know. So what do you think like the baseball equivalent of a rushing quarterback is then? Because Jalen Hurts is like a Center fielder. Guy. Wait, what are you saying? I'm saying like, well, if we're assuming that if we're assuming that uh, that quarterbacks are the starting pitchers, like then what's a mobile quarterback to a starting pitcher? You get what's what I'm a, saying? No. Like, like high heat, high junk, inaccurate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the what's the? Oh, st- right, right. I understand. I guess they're yeah. like Craig Kimbrell at his worst. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Or like somebody that's got like a really high ceiling or a really low floor for every single outing, whatever that looks like. Um, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of like a wild someone who throws hard who's wild. Like Kimbrell's a yeah, Chapman's good. Chapman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so something like that. But uh, somebody who we thought was going to be on the Marlins, Brandon, or oldest Chapman. Thank God he's not. Who did he go sake. for? Who did he go to? Kansas City. Kansas City, that's right. Um, okay, Max Castillo, big time Mac, says, what's your favorite fictional baseball field? Gerald Field from Hey Arnold, the Field of Dreams, Corn Stadium, the Sandlot from the Sandlot. Others? Um, I think he answered it. I think it's the Gerald Field from Harold because you and I have discussed this before. Yes. Because yes. your softball team plays on a field with the above ground subway. Yes, with the elevated train like elevated going train, right yeah. behind it. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I do think, though, if we're going for best general or may, I guess I, maybe I'm, I'm mixing up famous and best. But the Field of Dreams is like so iconic. They have a yearly game now where they replicate that field. Yeah, it's kind of it's pretty beautiful. And they walk out of the they walk out of the corn stocks. How have we never done that pod or that movie for the podcast? Because we're dumb. Because we're stupid. We're, yeah, yeah, we we're did stupid. the scout instead. Yeah. People want to hear that one. Yeah. yeah, they're more interested in the the Brendan Fraser baseball movie from 1992 or whatever. Um, 
Locked On Marlins at Locked On Marlins asks, favorite Marlins jersey of all time? They're bringing back the teals on Friday nights at home. You saw that. Okay. Yeah. You're paying, yeah. A, you're paying attention. Um, I think it's the 2003 black alternatives for me. Uh, that's just it's it's nostalgic for you. It's nostalgic. Dontrell Willis, Juan Pierre time. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cool as hell. Um, I do agree. Like the classic white and teal is great. The, the it's a, it's a good look, but I grew up with those like Oh three Oh four. Yeah. Yeah. Marlins uniform. So there's only so one answer. It's the Carlos Zambrano, Jose Reyes, Marlins, the t- <laughs> 2012, 13. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah about only, right. The, only those horrendous jerseys. Those and I guess the, it was Are then you... until, until like the GT real Muto. Yeah. It was like kind of yeah. like four or five years of that crap. Um, bad. Yeah. Bad. Very bad. I mean, listen, the ones now are not that great. Sorry. I like the black ones now. I know that's I know that's controversial, but yeah, I like the black ones. Um, I don't like the lack of uh, a color scheme for the Marlins. It bothers me. I guess that makes sense. It, it there's yeah. like a purpley. It's kind of like that Miami Vice style uniform. Kinda, right? yeah. I guess it makes sense. But it, that and like the Diamondbacks, they're just like whatever. We're gonna do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, I, I agree on that one. Also, I think the Padres have gross uniforms. I don't. Like oh the no, I don't like the wrong band. opinion. I think the nah, nah, nah. That's bad. <laughs> I like poo poo pee pee jerseys are good. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. I got some um, jerseys for you then, buddy. I got some jerseys for you. Poo poo Oscar Lemus at Oscar Too Tired asks, "What do you think the other?" host strengths weaknesses are on the field great question i did not see any of these um i'll go first i think you are a phenomenal manager oh, i you think fucker. you're i knew you're gonna say that i knew you're gonna think... say no skills whatsoever <laughs> no, no 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 there's multiple things um i think that if you were a major league player your equivalent would be like future manager slash on base guy i think that you like have a good eye I think that you're 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 able to see the strike zone well, um, and I think that you're an above average defender. I think you're an above average. I think I oh, can I say what I think I am before you do, or should yeah. you go first? And no, you I go. go. I think I am Kyle Schwarber. I think I am like make contact, it's gone. Otherwise, I'm looking like a fool, like cutting wood. <laughs> I think I look like a moron. Otherwise, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give you that for low sure. OBP guy. We should be on the same team because you'd be getting on base and I'd be driving in. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of true. I mm-hmm. you know what? I think you're actually accurate because I do get on base at a pretty good clip. I would say because I will beat out a little infield single. Although I, I think I that. think I made an adjustment to my swing. We practiced last weekend Ooh, and I okay. and I just stepped way far back in the plate because okay. And I'm like, oh, this is what I need to do the whole time. So and I'm going to test wait, that so out on Sunday. Your, where's your front foot lining up with? Now the back of the plate and it used to be the line full up back. the front full okay. back now. I yeah, would do the middle. He, I'm doing like right, right where the, the cut happens, the angle happens. Yeah. That's normally where my front foot is. Um, but I also, uh, the same person who asked this question actually destroyed me on a ground ball. <laughs> I tried to backhand a ground ball and I shouldn't have. I should have gone under and uh, got drilled in the shin. And I tell you what, it's Oof. hurting. If you oh, saw me man. leaning down, I just rolled up my jeans so it could breathe. Okay. So, thankfully, let's let that bad boy breathe. Also, um, I do have a, uh, a strong arm, but I'm not accurate. So third mm. base, maybe, I think. Third base. Yeah, yeah, I play yeah. shortstop in the softball league or first base. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played a little third base for us. I did um, play a little third base, yeah. Okay, Call Me Cassian uh, says, who has the more impactful year? Kodai Sang on the Mets, Andrew Painter on the Phillies, or Sixto Sanchez? Who has the oh, most... Good question. I think I think until we see it, Sixto's got to be out, right? I know he's lost I so. weight. I know he's throwing... I think so. 88 yeah. miles an hour, but I think that we have to assume that he's a, like a lost piece until we see him again. Yes. Um... um yeah, what do you think? I think 
and I'm not being a Mets homer. I think it's saying because no, Senga think, has an established spot in the Mets rotation. Andrew Painter right. is highly touted. And I'm sure he's going to be fantastic, but he might not. He's like competing for like the fifth yeah. spot yeah. in the rotation now. No, I think so. Right. I think it's we don't know. Yeah. Um, Cassian also asked, "Who do you think slots in at number five in the Braves rotation? Ian Anderson? Am I yeah. wrong here? No, I think that's for sure. What? Like, who else would it be? Morton, uh, uh, Freed." Soroka, Soroka is back. Yeah. Unless Soroka is maybe fighting for the fifth spot. No, there's no way they're not. They're not Strider. Starting. Spencer Strider, and then yeah. Ian no, Anderson. I'm missing. We're missing someone else. Who else? Oh, they got. They're, they're not Charlie Morton anymore, do they? No, Morton's still there. Okay. Did you say Morton already? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who am I missing? There's, there's. Oh, Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's, so it's. Freed, Morton, Wright, Strider, and then well, it's then maybe be... Anderson's in the minors, dude. I don't know. He he had kind of then an it's off like Anderson last year, but... or like Bryce Elder, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe if Elder, they don't think I think Elder, they give a shot. Then yeah, probably right. I think he's got the ceiling at least. Though Anderson, I mean, it's starting pitching. Anderson could just turn it around have seen something wrong in his like mechanics, and then yeah, that was weird. I feel like they also were like they didn't like him last year. I feel like they're like get out of here. Because Trevor Rogers did the same thing. He said he went back and watched tape and had an epiphany, and now he he knows why he sucked last season. It was great. He's his like rookie year. He looks at the camera, and goes, "I'm throwing harder now." <laughs> <laughs> that was the issue, Trevor. Throw harder. Now. I wasn't throwing as hard. <laughs> He's like the. You're making him sound like the Brendan Fraser of starting pitchers right now. <laughs> the scout. The, the, um, the scout. Cassian has one more question, and it's if Sixto doesn't establish himself. In the big leagues this year, does the JT Real Muto trade pass the Chris Archer trade on the bad trade scale? Um, I don't know. They got Glass now. They got a Cy Young pitcher in that that trade. That's hard for me to think that it's worse than the Chris Archer trade. And also, yeah. like, well, you know, actually, never mind. I changed my mind because Chris Archer didn't offer anything to the Pirates, and JT Real Muto is like still a superstar, still the best catcher in baseball. So I guess yeah, it's worse then because because yeah. like the because uh, like we in the if you're the Rays, you're not giving up a lot and you get a ton. If you're the Marlins, you're giving up a lot and you're not. Well, getting I guess anything. for the Pirates, for the Pirates, you're the Pirates. We're the because pi- you gave up JT Romano, they give up Glasnow. You're right. Then it's worse if you're the Pirates than if you're the Marlins. Is it? Yeah. Yes. I'm well, mixing, JT I'm JT plays a hundred and something games. Uh, Glasnow only when he's healthy now. He only will pitch 30. Yeah. But, uh, he, I think he has obviously more of an impact on those 30 games though than JT does on his 100-plus games. True. Though I guess you could argue that a catcher's an assistant. But to also, the he's pitcher, so. the most well-rounded catcher in the majors. Yeah, it's not close. Yeah. Though not Adley's close. knocking on the door. He is. I sent he's you that a better picture sense of, of humor, too. I sent you that picture of my friend meeting yeah. Adley Rutschman. Yeah. Yes, I picture. love that. Very funny picture. But he's a Nationals fan, your friend, right? No, he's an Orioles fan. Oh, but you have a Nationals fan friend. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That was a different guy. Drew. Remember yeah. when Drew would write into the pod? Sure. Gotta get yeah, him yeah. back for this. Yeah. Not a he lot to write in this year. from the Nationals, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I feel like he did. <laughs> not a lot to write in about this season. Uh, uh, those are our questions. All right. Brandon, I think that's our show, too. We that's hit it. the hour mark, my friend. We did we a little baseball. Hour. We did more baseball on this episode than I think we've done in the last four combined. <laughs> <laughs> the last, like, uh, two-thirds of the show is baseball talk, I'd say. Yeah, baby. I mean, we you did know, we talked, we talked a little nonsense. We talked some, yeah. uh, we talked Meatball Ron and a couple other things. But um, all right, Brandon, you know the drill. Tell the people where they can find you. You can follow me at Meatball Ron. No, at Brando Grosso <laughs> on Twitter or other places. Where can they find you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast on Twitter. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. 
We will do our best to read and respond on the show. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Any review that doesn't contain some vulgar language or inappropriate comments will also be read on the show. Oh, Brandon, happy belated Valentine's Day. Do anything fun for that, by the way? Um, just sent you love letters in the mail and you never responded to them. So listen, when I figure out how to write, I will respond. I promise. (laughs) Um, uh, anything else, Brandon, before we get out of here? Bye. 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 (laughs) 